Spring training, so everyone's filled with hope. Every athlete has arrived into the fold in the best shape of his life. Every pitcher has a new pitch they've added to their arsenal, and every hitter has a slight adjustment to their approach that's going to make them better than ever. You heard all this? All right, well, I've got a little bit more for you, only I hope you'll take mine seriously. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning from Bradenton, Florida. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. Comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins. But I have been all baseball for the past few days. Uh, Finally, having had a little bit of a break into the late season hockey schedule with the Penguins making a push to get into the Stanley Cup playoffs to come down and see some games, see some veterans, see some prospects, and, and above all, Uh, in my line of work, talk to them, get to know them, find out what they're all about, especially the newer faces that are in that clubhouse. And I got to tell you, the one thing that stuck out, and I mean really stuck out, was that this team believes in itself and the people who are in their world, who are the straighter shooters including people who are not necessarily involved in baseball or baseball ops, are believing the same thing. And I'm also here to attest personally that I heard nothing of the kind in the 2021 spring training. I heard nothing of the kind in the 2022 spring training. All I heard was we're going to get better. We're going to keep working to get better, get better, get better, get better. That's it. There wasn't anything else. The moment anyone would bring up any subject that even smelled like it might be about competing or contending, it was, well, it was put where it belonged because those teams weren't going to do that. But now, give a listen to JT Brubaker after a terrific three-inning start of his yesterday at Lee Com Park when I asked what the vibe is around the team right now. Belief level is we're competing. I mean, we're, we're here to compete. We're here to go out, compete in the division, compete in the league. Um, and, I mean, I, I feel the difference. I feel the presence with, with Kutch, with Rich, with Santana, with Choi, with these guys that, A, have the playoff um, experience, mm-hmm. um, and, B, the years um, in the league and the experience in the league uh, to know what it takes throughout 162 games to get to the playoffs. You ever hear Brubaker talk like that before? No? No, me neither. I talked to the guy a lot. It kind of threw me a little bit. I went around the room and I talked to some others. Talked to Carlos Santana for a while. He's supposed to be one of the, the new leaders, one of the handful of veterans that Ben Sherrington brought in because he didn't feel great about the team's leadership last year, which he shouldn't have. It was none. And these guys are saying a lot of the same things, but they're doing more than just giving rah-rah talks. They're letting them know, here's what our expectations are of you. Not just on the field, but clubhouse stuff off the field. Here's the place where we're setting the bar to compete. Compete comes up a lot more than contend, by the way. So it's not like they've gone the full highest level of C word there, you know? Compete comes up, and you heard it there from Brubaker as well. 
the Pirates of 2021 and 2022, almost without exception, would enter a stadium, would walk into a stadium with the idea that they were going to lose that night and that if they did lose that night, it was kind of okay. You can point to the manager for that, and it's fair. Derek Shelton has been, in my opinion, even though he understood the assignment, a little bit too passive in certain circumstances, and it's been unsettling for me. He's not going to have that uh, wriggling off the hook that he can do this summer. Neither are his coaches. But above all, this has to start in the clubhouse. It has to start with the players. And I am very happy to share with you that it very much has. And it started exactly where you would want it to start, which is with the guys who've actually done some winning. You heard Brubaker uh, refer there to Rich Hill, G-Man Choi, to Santana, to Kutch. And I, I am not wondering who's leading this team right now because it's that group. It's that group. It's not, uh, let's anoint some young guy to be our, uh, you know, one who carries us through. Uh-uh. No. No. These guys have taken charge. Santana and Kutch got it started really at Santana's behest. He's always been that kind of player in Cleveland and then in Seattle. And look at the results there. Talk about unlikely turnarounds, especially with the Mariners. Choi was seen as one of the leaders in the Rays clubhouse. Hill's old enough and outspoken enough that he really should be considered a leader for the entire MLB Players Association at this point, which is why he's comfortable speaking out, as he did with us the other day in Clearwater, about his reservations with the pitch count and so forth. Charrington did his part. I was more surprised at Charrington taking this approach in this specific area, meaning leadership, than with any other move he made. And for that matter, anything that anyone actually spoke to this cause, because Charrington went and put his money there. And to date, to date, it's had a major effect. This is not the same clubhouse at all what was there for the last three years. And even going back to realistically 2019, 2018, if you want to go back into the Neil Huntington, Kyle Stark tenure, this is different. This is a lot more reminiscent of 2011 and especially 2012 when a group of veterans, not just A.J. Burnett, that's mythology. A.J. wasn't really actually one of those guys. A.J. was the one who got the fans into it. But the guys who were leading behind the scenes were guys that aren't necessarily some of the, the brighter lights on that roster. It was Travis Snyder was one of them in particular. But it was also Russell Martin, Francisco Liriano. Neil Walker was a big part of those. Kutch actually wasn't. Kutch actually wasn't. But he is now. But I'll stress again, it's to date. And there aren't any feathers to ruffle over a Grapefruit League loss. Or somebody, you know, not hustling it out down to first base or whatever or anything like that. These games don't mean anything. For the most part, the individual performances within them don't mean much. 
But let's check back on this subject. Oh, I don't know. Two, three weeks into April? Is that a deal? Let's do it. When we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern. That's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Today's J1Q comes from Casey, who asks, plain and simple for the Pirates, what is their ceiling? What's their floor? Um... Ceiling, Casey, is probably easier because there are a couple of guys in particular who are going to start the year on the active roster who have ceilings that are far higher than what they've shown, even though what they've shown hasn't been all that bad. And I'm talking, of course, about the middle infield of O'Neill Cruz and Rodolfo Castro. They both have that. Now, I'm not going to... I'm not going to compare Castro's ceiling to Cruz's. Cruz might have the highest ceiling in all of baseball. But I am going to say that this team uh, can benefit immensely if both of them were to pursue concurrently their own respective ceilings. And if Kibrian Hayes can get his pop back. And if first base is, in fact, an immense improvement, the single greatest positional improvement on the roster Catcher is going to be catcher. It's not going to be much different. The outfield, you're going to get more consistency, I think, because of Kutch out there. Uh, Everyone knows what Brian Reynolds is all about. But what about Jack Sawinski? And I just went the whole way around the diamond, and we're we're kind of some ceiling, some not. The same goes for the pitching staff. What kind of year can you get out of Rowanzi Contreras? What's his ceiling in a very, very short term? What do you want from Mitch Keller? Do you want him to just be the 2022 Keller, or is there more in there? There's a lot of that that goes on with the pitching staff as well. If you're looking for wins and losses, I will not. I'm telling you, I will not be tricked into giving a a record prediction until the week of Cincinnati. I'm going to see how things play out. I'm not going to – because you you do this once, and you put it out there, and you say, I think they're going to win 74 games. And then, like, two dudes blow out their arms and and whatever else here. Or Kutch gets hit in the hand by a pitch like he did yesterday. He's completely fine, by the way. He told me that afterward. And, And everything changes. Everything changes. Every projection Done by everybody changes. But which one do you remember? Yeah, right. You're going to remember the first one I gave. And you're going to stick it to me all summer long. No, thanks. We're doing this on Cincinnati week. I think this team has a ceiling, not just with the players who will open up the season in Cincinnati, but also with the youngsters in Indianapolis who are going to have a crack at coming up. However, and I'm going to save this for tomorrow's show, I am not nearly as, uh, you know, head in the clouds over 
this prospect pool that some people seem to be. We'll get into that one tomorrow. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. I've actually got a ton of stuff to share with you all week long based on stuff that I was able to pick up. 